What's up, guys? Hi. Hello, we're back. hello. Oh my, two hellos for both you and Fernando, but not for our guest. No, no, never. I mean, doesn't he it, doesn't deserve a hello no. quite yet? He needs never. to earn his hello. <laughs> yeah, he had a hello once, but you know, actually, I mean, he did bring his gift, so maybe he. That's true. He brought us tiny, tiny little slates that sound like yes. nail clippers. Oh wait, I gotta do mine real quick. All right, because you know what this is. Life. So this is life. Marker. Oh, that was that was, that was kind of amazing. <laughs> oh, snap. He had us at hello. <laughs> he did. <laughs> the hello that we wouldn't give to him. All right. Ew. Well, so I think we've got somebody really interesting today. Yeah. And I'll uh, go ahead. And before we mention his name, just start going down the list of accolades that this man has achieved. What has he done, Fernando? He has saved the world. Oh, <laughs> One aperture at a time. That doesn't oh, make any sense. That makes great uh, sense. Yeah. One aperture at a time. Sure, let's do it. All right. This man right here, just to start personally speaking, is a self-taught multi-instrumental musician. Ist. Ist, is Mul- it? In- multi-instrumentalist. I mean, uh, yeah, he's one of the ists. Um, we literally told our guests to be quiet until we introduce him, and Fernando's asking him questions already. Uh, don't worry about it. These are rhetorical questions. Also a metal vocalist, audio engineer slash producer, mm-hmm. photographer. Mm-hmm. Cinematographer, man's got a an eye for aspect ratios. It's his thing that he does. That he does. Uh, first ever paid recording project, mixed and produced, came out while he was a sophomore in high school. Wow! Oh my gosh! Sophomore. Goodness gracious! That is, I don't know what the hell I was doing. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna be like, I don't know what 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 that is. What a sophomore <laughs> is. I didn't do school. <laughs> um, looks like right after graduation. Um, Started working at Sweetwater. He worked four different departments within uh, five years. Holy crap. That's a lot. Packed boxes. Mm -hmm. Warehouse. Okay. Uh, Sorry, I can't read the text messages for whatever reason. Uh, Started working on guitars and then shooting videos with us in the marketing department. So that's where we met him. Yes, at Sweetwater. As, as a videographer, he actually trained me. Before we he were, abandoned us. For before he something abandoned us. Far better. <laughs> something far taller. We weren't tall enough for him. This man is very tall. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, within the time he spent working at Sweetwater, he was also starting his multimedia company. Uh huh. And H. Wow. I keep losing myself. And H. Media Productions, which is He's where we got we got stickers. Mm, NH. I'm gonna put it on my chest. By the way, I'm gonna get it tatted. Oh, he's got a shirt on. He's got a shirt. (laughs) We've got stickers, and you can't see any of it. And with that production company, he uh, records and creates music with clients, and also does photography projects and videos, specializing in music videos. Uh huh. This man does a lot of camera work. Like, yeah, a lot. Um, and on top of that, uh, I mean, he recently made it legit LLC, and for his day job, he's nine to five. He is a media director at a nonprofit. Here in Fort Wayne called Remedy Live. I get it. So he's doing a lot, a lot. more stuff than we are. A lot. <laughs> and I, I still feel like this is surface level, but we'll leave it there. Everything else can, you know, be on the next. So who's it, who is this guest? Hello. Yeah. Uh, it's hello. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. It's Noah. Yeah. Her, yeah. Is it? Is it her? Hershey? I almost said Hershey. Is it Hershey? Yeah, it's Hershey. Damn, yeah. I, thought we, I, was, yeah. I thought we were making fun. We have his name Hershey. tag still up in the office. <laughs> I thought it was Hersh. I mean, I'm thinking a, a, I think Hersh- a different no, Hersh. Yeah. Hershman. We had another guy. So it yeah. is Hershey. Yep. We got, we got another guy. Welcome now to the podcast. Yeah. Hello, hello, hello. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Yeah. Thanks for uh, for going through that for me. Yeah, it was a long text and I tried my best to read it. And That, that was longer than our intro. That was literally like three minutes longer than I, our intro. I, I, I decided I'm dyslexic and I was reading like backwards. <laughs> yeah. I definitely 
That was the first time we had Fernando read it because he was our point of contact with Noah. Even though me and Aaron Fernando had both worked with them for a while, mm-hmm. Connor has never worked with Noah. No, this is this is the second time I'm meeting you. Yeah, the first time was at work, but this is the second. But not time. because we were working together. Yeah, right, I was right. I was selling you guys a lens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were. <laughs> oh yeah. No, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Um, it's the afternoon. It's a Saturday, so it's it's nice out. It's sunny. Yeah, it's not I love the cold. weather right now. Yeah. It's a beautiful day. Oh yeah. my goodness. Perfect day. So I'm doing good. I definitely wore a jacket to Chick-fil-A, but that's fine. (laughs) I wore a jacket here too. I wore a jacket earlier when I went to go skate. Oh, good. It's not just me. We're all still cold. It's windy. It's windy. It is windy. We're preparing for the fall. (laughs) My buddy is not a great body. Because I was driving here. His body. And I only had a sweater on and still the sweat perspirated on my back. And I hate it. So much. You said your body's not a great body. It's not yeah, a great body. I understood. No. I, know, I, I said buddy. my buddy. Yeah, my buddy's not a great body. My buddy's not. <laughs> I'm not your buddy, <laughs> guy. My buddy's body is not great. <laughs> Speaking of bodies, uh, and a common theme is is bodies in our confessions. <laughs> Noah, do you have a confession for us? Because we need to break the ice. We need mm-hmm. to warm into this. We need to get you involved. We need to make sure that the audience knows who you are. We need to, we need you to just admit that you killed somebody. Like, just <laughs> just definitely, let it out. Definitely I, have I, not. Um, but when I was working at Sweetwater um, in a guitar did. shop, um, I, I was very bored because I was answering a lot of emails. So I did listen to a lot of serial killer podcasts. Ah, nice. Um, so, very intriguing. So he's prepping. That's his confession. He's like, I haven't listened to any non-serial killer media in years. I mean, I haven't listened to it in years, but um, I was trying to think. I had something in my head, but since you guys kind of were more talking about people and their hygiene and things with their body, I was like, you don't have to do that. that. I was like, we can go that route. It's it's whatever you feel like you just wouldn't regularly bring. Yeah, yeah. I was going to do something more about like me being a terrible drummer and posting a 21 Pilots cover on my channel when I was 18 that got 50,000 views of me doing really bad at drums. But you, um, but that's almost like a flex. You got, you got yeah, that's it's really bad though. I, un- I unlisted it because it's that bad. Dang. Um, I think like, you need to send us a video. I can yeah. send it to you. It's what, like bad. What, what constitutes bad? I'm just not a good drummer. Have you, I'm not a drummer. Is it bad? You've cringe? heard bad music before. Well, you I work know. in a music oh, whoa, company, whoa, whoa, whoa. This but, is, but that's yeah. subjective, though. This is a whole subjective argument. you're offbeat argument, as yes. a drummer, that's objectively mm-hmm. going to be bad. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, like, <laughs> terrible guess. on it, but I'm just, it's pretty stiff. But anyways, so my confession I think yeah. I'll do instead of that Your real is, confession. Um, yeah, my real confession is, I didn't even think of it until just now, but I have hammerhead toes. You guys ever heard of that? No. no. It's when your toes like curl kind of like the opposite way. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So some of my toes, like they've actually gotten better as I've gotten like older. Um, <laughs> You've been, tra- been training them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been straightening them, like <laughs> no braces more, for them. No more hammering down yeah, there. <laughs> no, more, no more crooked toes. But yeah, like the ones right next to my big toes, like point the opposite direction. Oh my God. So they're they're talking about the thing you hit the nail with, right? When it says hammerhead or yeah. like, okay, not the, or the shark. Not the shark. Because I imagine a shark That'd be weird. You'd have like a T. Hammerhead toes. It's like a T. I have cross toes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, all right. There you go. Thank you. We'll take that. I don't know where where the terminology came from, but I think my grandpa had them too. So, Mm. is it is it out of curiosity? Like uh, your, I don't know what to call her. Your honey boo boo. Your wife. Does she? Is that bother her? Is that like a? a Does that bother her? (laughs) Yeah, because sometimes people. Is your confession? Does does your wife not like this part of your body? That what kind of question? Some people. Self-conscious about it. 
it. I like to think that your whole relationship, you've never taken your shoes off. Yeah. <laughs> you showered with and socks wedding on. day comes and it's after the ceremony. Socks. You take your socks off. She's like, <gasps> <laughs> you're just like, baby, you're not just marrying this. You're marrying these. You take off your shoes. It's me and the hammerheads. <laughs> you're not just marrying me. You're marrying all of us. All of us. Sounds like a terrible way to just kind of like segue into. <laughs> she, I don't think she's actually ever even hardly noticed them. So well, for, first off, what are we drinking? What oh. are we drinking? Ooh. Well, so Fernando's is gone. Yeah. Fernando had a little sweet Smirnoff ice. He's not going to feel a thing from it. Nope. It's juice. Mm. Yeah. What did cool. you like, Noah? I had some three rivers, uh, bourbon. I've never had it before. Which is local. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. So yeah, I've no, not neat. I've had it on the rocks. I'm on not rocks. that much of a man to drink it. Okay. <laughs> Just the fact that you're drinking bourbon though. Oh my goodness. Good. That's that's old fashioned right there. Well, I love that's kind fashions. of a pun because old fashioned <laughs> have bourbon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the right area. Then me and Blake are having the blue drink. The blue the, drink. The, the we called it the the blue talk. The block. The block. Oh. because it's from TikTok, right? No, no, I think I called it the like the the bee lake. Bee lake. I like that because it's like it looks like a lake because it's blue. The bluke. The lake. <laughs> I like the bluke. Okay. The bluke. The bluke. The bluke. The bluke block. Yeah, There's an blue. artist I like called Brandon Lake, and he goes by Bee Lake. There you go. So I think we just connected uh, back to music. Um, <laughs> but that said, though, yeah, I do. I do like this drink a lot. It, it's strawberry rum, blue carousel, lemon juice and some Sprite. Really easy to make. Tasty. Tasty, right. tasty. So, Noah, you right now are a media director, right? That's the yep. official term. What mm-hmm. does that involve at your current job? Yeah, yeah. So um, the company I work at is a faith based nonprofit that specializes in mental health awareness. Um, so we work with a lot of like local businesses, um, a lot of like schools um, in Indiana and uh, basically just spread the awareness about like how important your mental health is um, and to take care of that. So I create like basically all the videos that we have to have for these um, events that are in person. We do a lot of virtual events out of our studio there. So we'll um, basically stream directly into like schools and businesses. Um, So yeah, our company is pretty media centered. Mm -hmm. So I kind of just spear from all of that and make it all look pretty and sound good. Is it just you by yourself or do you got a team? It is just me right now. um, But we are expanding rapidly this Mm -hmm. year. We've been growing like, like nuts. So we're, we're going to have, um, another guy come on, which was actually my predecessor. So he's coming, oh, he's coming, wow. he's coming back. Um, and, uh, he's actually more prefers to edit instead of shoot. So yeah. we're going to like really work together yeah. really well. Cause I prefer to shoot more than editing. Um, mm-hmm. so I think it will be a really good team. Yeah. Nice. That's exciting. Yeah. So then where did the, let's go back to the beginning. Let's, let's rewind okay. a bit. All right. Before the hammer toes, before. Oh, well, I was born with those, so that's way back. I meant before the conversation, but let's talk about your mother. Let's talk about the Civil War. Um, So where, when in particular, when and where did this passion for video or film, if you'd word it that way, some people, I really have more of a passion for video than film necessarily, but recording, productions, all of that. When did that really emerge in you yeah when, when and which one did first yeah okay. yeah like what well, yeah which direction did you really feel your heart going towards yeah yeah so um i love this question and that's why i was excited to be honest i love talking about this stuff so basically um he's like i love talking about myself so i'm yeah. so excited to be i love talking it. about <laughs> stuff that i'm passionate about yeah. that's fair yeah. not necessarily myself <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so i'm a musician by trade so i originally always wanted to play guitar um i grew up around a lot of like rock music being played in the house classic rock music my dad was really into it so i uh always was just like i want to be that guy that plays guitar and like shreds and stuff and so i got a guitar when i was oh, i don't know like 
10 maybe. Mm. Um, and I went into a class and they were just teaching me like how to read music and stuff. And I'm like, this isn't what I want. I want to be rocking out, you know, like this is taking <laughs> yeah. forever. Like, I don't want to do this. So I kind of like dropped it for a little bit. And then, um, my mom was like, Hey, let's go to a pawn shop and pick you out an electric guitar. Cause I had an acoustic. And so I went to a pawn shop, picked out like a hundred dollar electric guitar that had like spikes on it. I thought it was so metal. Heck yeah. <laughs> and so I spikes got some metal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, spikes are always metal. Yep. And so I got that and, uh, I, she hooked me up. My mom did with a guitar teacher who actually like played in like bar bands and covers and stuff. So right away he's teaching me how to play songs instead of like actual important stuff, which I wish I would have learned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would yeah. Made me a lot better of a musician now. Um, but at the time I was just playing songs right away, which is what I wanted. Um, and so that was kind of where it started. I just started playing guitar, um, and then going into high school and that was probably around uh, seventh or eighth grade is when I started playing guitar more seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, so going into high school, then I was into a lot more heavier music, like metalcore and the screamy stuff. And my mom thought I was possessed by Satan and <laughs> as moms typically yeah. do feel yeah. after yeah. you get into the screamy stuff. Yeah. Mom was not a fan of the screamy music. Um, were you singing by this point? Um, at this point in eighth grade, going into freshman year, I started doing metal vocals a nice. little bit. Yeah. Um, and it's funny. I actually, once I hit puberty though, I had to kind of relearn how to scream because oh, it like, okay. yeah, I had to find a different technique. It like wouldn't work anymore, mm-hmm. which I'm still kind of trying to figure out. But, um, Anyways, so going into high school, I actually switched schools. I moved in with my dad because um, my, my parents were divorced when I was really young. Um, thank, thank goodness they worked it out really well for me as a kid. They, they get along really well. Um, good, but good. Uh, I moved in with my dad for high school. So I went to a different school. And so he had a basement where I would just go down and he just gave me the freedom to kind of make it my my place, my safe space. And so I got um, a laptop um, for uh, for high school. My dad was like, yeah, you can use this in college when you graduate. So I just started teaching myself how to record because I wanted to like share people the music I was making. Gosh. What kind of laptop was it? It was a MacBook Pro. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I still have it. It's a 2013 and Heck yeah. it's still kicking, man. Nuts. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. The music was was the initial. Like it yeah. was the boost. It exactly. Was you, it was the really um mm-hmm. yeah. Like that's where you held yep. down the accelerator and exactly. And I was already a customer at Sweetwater at that point. Oh, like, okay. was, like, my first guitar amp was from Sweetwater. What year do you remember the year? I found it. It was 2008. My mom got it for for Christmas. Dang. Yeah. I looked on, I looked on her invoice record when I worked there. (laughs) Really? Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So I've always been kind of like involved with Sweetwater. So that I was always telling people like, I want to work at Sweetwater when I graduate. And so, um, I was just, yeah, recording myself in the basement, just watching YouTube videos, trying to figure out how to get better. And I didn't realize it, but at the time recording is actually a lot more difficult than playing live. And so it makes you a better musician in the long term of things because you have to play with a metronome and you can just hear yourself like you get instant feedback because it's like, oh, I was off right there. I can hear it now that mm-hmm. I recorded it. So overall, it makes you a better musician. But um, so that's kind of where it started. And then I realized nobody wants to just listen to me play these songs or these covers. They want to watch and listen mm-hmm. and play these covers. Yeah. And YouTube's starting to like pick up at this point a lot. Mm-hmm. The videos joining in. Exactly. Yeah. And so I had an eye ipod touch or something and they i think they shot 4k at that point which was crazy I, are you what sure? yeah mm-hmm. i don't know if it was are you i, I don't think I it had was 4K which, till like which iPhone iPod, i had i had an app that allowed me to like unlock uh more features of the camera really? mm-hmm. so it was illegal no it was legal <laughs> i paid for the app it was legal well it's not that it's illegal it's just against apple's um <laughs> what is it 
in terms of use. Well, their camera, I mean, like what allowed you to do it. So that's that. so interesting. Yeah. Okay. So cool. I started using that to like record myself, make these covers. And then I started like editing them. in um, I think it was iMovie mm. and my school I went to is actually was a new tech school. So we had laptops at my school and we were doing projects within iMovie and stuff. And so I just kind of realized that I really enjoyed it. And Dang. so I just kept pressing into that, doing these recordings and covers and stuff. And then I had a friend of mine reach out to me to record his album um, for him when I was a sophomore. And so I was like, let's make it happen. And so we recorded this My entire gosh, album. What a trial by fire. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. jump right into it. Yep. And uh, the whole album is in mono. It sounded terrible. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. I didn't know how to That's switch funny. things to stereo yet. Yeah. So yeah, the whole album's in mono. It's still on... Uh, on Spotify and Apple Music. So it's I, funny you I, say I that because I have it all played on the interface now. <laughs> Please, no. I don't have it ready. Please, no. Ready. Please, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's kind of where it started. And so, yeah, I just kind of like was leaning into um, the video a little bit more and uh, mostly the audio though. And then graduated high school, was able to get hired at Sweetwater, um, worked in a lot of different departments and met a lot of really, really intelligent people and just asked them questions and just started implementing that into what I would do. And that made me just become a lot better of a, an audio engineer and uh, started working with clients then at my house because I'm married at this point. I got married at 19, so mm. pretty much right out of high school. And then we got a house. And uh, um, so I made a spare bedroom and a in Tesla. my studio. I, I didn't have the Tesla then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, I, I would like to preface the thing I just said with um, Noah is our first guest that has a, a Tesla? Tesla. Tesla. Yeah, I actually had it at the... Uh, at the dealership to get serviced a couple weeks ago because my computer randomly died in it. So my entire screen went black oh. and oh, the car man. still would drive, but you couldn't see how fast you were going and you couldn't hear when the turn signal was on and there was no Ooh. AC, no radio. It was oh quite terrifying. Gosh. How, yeah. long, how long did that take? I was there for, I think six hours. Wow. Yeah. I think I remember you posting a snap. Yeah. And I couldn't remember the time. I took frame, my like right? entire workstation. Yeah, it was yeah, just, yeah, I was yeah. just working the whole time there. That's smart. Yeah. Well, you'll be the first one to go through the Elon Musk tunnels. That's for sure. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> yeah. He talks about that all the time. Yeah. I just saw they released like a robot or something like mm -hmm. Tesla. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Right, we won't get too off topic. But, um, <laughs> we're chilling on time. We're, yeah. we're making great. I mean, we're already hitting your story. Usually yeah. we don't make it to the story till the last like 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, okay. Where we talk about so many random yeah. craps. So many random things until like the 42, 45 minute mark. And that's when I have to be like, ah, so well, why are you in video? We have to, like, we're ahead of schedule right now. I though. guess yeah. we're just going to dive into it so that way we can get all the good stuff out of it. Right. Let's do so. it. Absolutely. So yeah. I have, I have a question yeah, actually. Thank so goodness. I am out of questions. I mean, uh, that's a go. great thing to admit on a podcast. Blake. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. You're so what I'm, what I'm gathering from this, and everything is you learn how to play instruments through YouTube then. Um, and my guitar teacher, but guitar. yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. So then I'm curious because we are entering, I mean, we've all, we've already been living in an age where mm -hmm. this is so possible where you can just digital self teach age. yourself 100%. anything really. So I'm curious personally, cause I mean, I'm not a multi instrumentalist. I only know how to play guitar really, but do you think nowadays that you would recommend, you know, anybody who wants to get into music, do you think you would recommend learning through YouTube or learning through person to person? Mm, yeah. Or do you think maybe like it depends on the person you can learn from? Cause that's, cause that's the funny thing is like my dad, um, he was, he was a amazing guitarist, mm. but I never learned anything through him. I only learned through YouTube. Yeah. I, I looked up the basic eight chords yeah. and everything, uh, the cage system and all that stuff. But 
you know, I've just built off that after learning like riffs upon riffs from, yeah. from all these oldies songs. So what do you think you would recommend more to people that want to get into it? Yeah, it, it really depends on how you are as a person and how you learn. Some people um, really need that feedback and that instruction from an actual person. Um, and then other people who are very um, like driven, like self-driven, they can kind of usually get a bit more out of YouTube because it's, um, it's kind of all on them to learn. It. It's mm. like, you can dig in as much as you want into all these different videos and consume as much as you want on your own time, you know, but if you're huh. going with a specific instructor, they might have a curriculum that you have to follow. Um, so it just kind of depends on the person and how you learn. Right. And I guess that kind of, that that's kind of the reason why Sweetwater's YouTube channel is where it is now, because mm -hmm. I mean, people love instruction these yeah. days. They want, they want to know how to play the riff to back in black by ACDC. Yeah. Just as much as they want to know, wait, what is a harpsichord? What, what, is, what is that What was thing? the one yeah. that took one of our creators a half an hour? And like when the edit was done, was it the, um, not the stranger things one. What was it? The one, Remember, it was somewhat recent. It was. I think it was. Are um, you talking about Bocot? Yeah. Or yeah. Mm -hmm. so the, the one where he plays Master of Puppets? That one. That okay, one where yeah, the entire yeah, yeah. video is a half an hour half long. Half an hour, yeah. yeah. Because, wow. I mean, instructors love to either be, you know, it again, it depends on who you are. Like you yeah. said, like you can be the person who wants to be the instructor who goes through every little detail or you can just put the tab on screen and be like, this is how you do it. And this is how you play, play it. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Plus you know how Bokat is. He loves to tell like backstories. Yeah. Stuff, so. Yeah, for sure. You He's learn about like which, I mean, you know, I'm telling your audience through Bokat. I mean, some things get cut out. We learn like where the tubes came from. <laughs> and usually they came from like 70 years ago in a war. Yeah. There's yeah. one that we learned about came from like a bunker yeah. from like world war one. Yeah. All these mm. random facts. So, yeah, yeah, you're like, right. Yeah. Some people will just go into the far more depth. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's actually what I was going to segue into next. So after I had been at Sweetwater for a while, I uh, really was like, Doing this audio thing, I had started my side business and was recording artists and making songs. With your side business artists. being your company. Yeah, yeah. My side business is NH Media Productions. And so I just record stuff out of my... Uh, NH Media company. Productions? Yep. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's just my initials. I'm just making sure that everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Technically, it's NH Media Productions LLC now because it's yep. established. But um, yeah, so I have a website, NHMediaProductionsLLC.com. It's insanely long, um, <laughs> but that has all my work on it if anybody wants to check it out. But... Um, Anyways, so I had started that. Which you should. You should check it out. Please check it out. <laughs> yeah, I would appreciate that. Um, but that's how I, so I started doing that then. And I was working with artists, recording a lot of like music and just learning and stuff and doing that. Um, but then I just had this passion. I was like, I want to be the person that's like a one-stop shop for these artists where they can come to me with their music. We can take it from the beginning all the way to the end of the music, but then also do the marketing side of things. And I can do their photography for their album art. And then I can shoot a music video for them as well. So I can be oh a one-stop shop where they can take this single and release it to the world. And yeah. With everything that they would need to be able to market it. Exactly. Too. Yeah. So they got their album art, um, whatever else they need, like if they need promo Dang. photos and then they got the music. That video. value is kind of undeniable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have, I have a couple clients that do that with me where they, they use me for everything. Um, and and it's so, super convenient too, to mm -hmm. get that, that workflow, just streamline the entire way through. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. so I was like, okay, I think it's time for me to get a real camera. And this was in, let's see, 2018, I think, or 20, 2019. Yeah. I think this one 
You look at the shirt. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Established 2019. Yeah. Huh? Uh, my media production company. That sound was his hat hitting yeah, the mic. He's looking the down. Sorry, I was looking at my t-shirt uh, to see the date that I established my company. Um, yeah, so 2019, I got uh, I got my first like real DSLR camera, and I just completely taught everything to myself from which, YouTube. Which was which camera? It was a Canon 6D Mark II. Ooh. Ooh, full frame. Um, I have a 5D Mark IV. Nice, yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah, I sold my entire drum kit to buy this camera <sighs> um, because gracious. I was like, I'm not playing drums anymore. Like, I'm not a very good drummer. Um, that well, was what was it the, like to get that first digital camera? I got it, and I'd watched a ton of videos about how to like what aperture was and ISO and shutter and shutter speed and everything. And uh, I got it, and I like tried to implement all those settings garbage. Everything was out of focus. <laughs> and I was like, why is nothing working? And, uh, basically I just had to figure out how to get the focus to like pull and be auto yeah. and stuff. Uh -huh. Um, and yeah, and I just started taking pictures of our animals. Like we have a bunch of dogs and stuff. So I was just taking photos of them as kind of my test subjects mm. and, uh, yeah, just getting better and better with it. And then I started shooting some videos with it for some clients and, uh, still have the camera to that to this day. Yeah. Um, but nice. are you, uh, are you someone who learns from getting hands-on work or like, because that's, that's what a lot of videographers yeah. have told me is that like, I can watch someone do video work all day. I can be an AC for years and years. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to know anything until I get my hands on that camera. It's yeah. really the implementation of like being yeah. able to like do that. Cause mm -hmm. I, it's, I'm thinking about how you're talking about like learning the basics of like your aperture and, yeah. and what shutter speed to have and everything. And I'm trying to remember when I first learned those things <laughs> and it feels weird to think that I went from that to where I'm at now. I know. Like right? it sounds like, nah, I was always been this way. I've always yeah. been this genius. <laughs> <laughs> what I do, but it is true. Cause when you first learn these things, like oh, I got this, you know, I'll, I'll go shoot right away and everything's gonna look amazing and mm -hmm. it's like the worst thing ever yeah yeah you gotta implement it's like the matter of implementing it and actually getting hands-on at least with me and i'm sure most of us mm -hmm. getting the hands-on with it and practicing it and then trial and error you know like yeah, yeah. failing and then trying something again to which is the biggest it. thing a lot of people try and then they're like ah this ain't for me yeah yeah like yeah. I'm, I'm obviously not made for this yeah it's, exactly yeah well that's one of the things why like i hear some universities talk about this where some of the you know, the freshmen and sophomores, they're only learning from books and film production for like the first two years. And they don't get to even have their hands on cameras wow. until junior or senior year. Which actually right. we know a couple people who are getting that exact education Yeah, who have even like worked for us. Yeah. It's very common for people to just not hold a camera mm -hmm. unless they do things outside of the classes yeah. for yeah. the first and year plus. Take it onto themselves. Which yeah, I think more. is good for, I think they should always take more videos on. That's always mm -hmm. something I encourage college students to do. But you're right. I think it's an, an incredibly big concern if yeah. you're not being pushed in classes to make videos for even just one year. Yeah. You're wasting time. You're losing time. Yeah, because no, they're it, not going to retain that knowledge when they actually get their hands yeah, on with that's the, how they're going to learn. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And so did, did you did you go to college? No college. I've no never, college. Been, never been to college. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And I'm a big proponent of personally not going to college unless it's absolutely uh -huh. needed. Um, I almost went to college and my dad had a very, uh, um, real talk with me. I was, uh, I was 18. I was a senior. I was getting ready to graduate and I was planning on going to ball state and to their audio production program. Mm. Oh, that's what Derek did. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was planning on doing that. And Derek, uh, our coworker that we actually haven't had on the podcast and might not ever come on the podcast. <laughs> he doesn't like to be, he doesn't like attention. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I was planning on doing that and 
Um, at this point I had been learning already a ton, like just from YouTube with my audio recording and stuff. And my dad was just like, and I had actually put an application in at Sweetwater and my dad was like, Hey, if this Sweetwater thing works, he's like, you could honestly probably not have to go to college and get that piece of paper. Um, he's like, cause that's all you're going to be going for at that point is to learn wow. what you're going to do there. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, you're already learning a ton. And he's like, you're probably going to learn more at Sweetwater. And so, wow. and this is regarding specifically like to get into the video department. This is for audio production. Cause I really, gotcha. my dream was to work in the studio at Sweetwater. Oh, um, you are not the first person I've heard who has gone through the video department who has said that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did, you, did, you, did you ever get a shot? Like, or was there ever any consideration? Or once you landed the video, were you kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm once I got into video, I actually prefer video more than I do like audio production now because yeah. I get to use audio production with video. Mm-hmm. I get to implicate a lot of You that. still have to focus on audio while doing video. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that was kind of something like that was my strong suit when I was at Sweetwater was yeah. our audio thing. I mean, I built the audio rig that mm-hmm. you guys i know you guys have changed oh, it but. wow okay yeah. mm-hmm. we did use i that's the one that i memorized yeah and then they changed it they yeah they added the apollo that's the one that i memorized and it was like fernando do you want to learn and you're like ha nope that's going to be useless in a month yeah well, because, <laughs> because it is intimidating like yeah. every time i look at it it looks like the the jawa truck and, and <laughs> star wars <laughs> it's star wars yeah i look at that i'm like i i imagine like a like yeah. little people in hoods like coming out of that thing sometimes because <laughs> yeah sure like there's so them. many knobs and levels yeah. on that thing where i'm like mm-hmm. where do like, i start with this yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness yeah four? so i feel like honestly in my video production career um which i think we've jumped around a little bit in this timeline here but um <laughs> we were talking about my first dslr camera a little bit but anyways i figured out how to use my dslr camera started making video built up a portfolio started working with lots of uh, clients and making music videos and eventually was able to use that to get onto the video team at sweetwater nice um where yeah i feel like audio was the main thing that kind of stuck out for me as a video, um, mm-hmm. as a video person basically. Creator. And that was, yeah, as a video creator. That was what Justin actually, why the main reason why he wanted me on the team was because Justin, um, the head of uh, the video team at Sweetwater, he uh, basically had a background in the studio work as well at Sweetwater. And so he, saw my portfolio and was like, yeah, everything looks great. He's like, but honestly, he's like, your audio is like what's standing out to me the most. He's like, it sounds really good. And he's like, we're Sweetwater sound. And he's like, unfortunately we're kind of lacking a little bit in our sound and some of our videos. So he's like, I feel like it would be really good to have you on. And so, yeah, I went with that too to help out with that. Yeah. And so I just like, learned a ton more about video while on the video team at Sweetwater. Mm. And it really just propelled me miles. Like I would not be where I am today without that job at yeah. video department. It really does. Mm. Learning on the job, if you can do, if you think you can do a job, go for it. Because the best case scenario, worst case scenario, I guess, is let's you. not focus on that. Yeah. But the best case scenario <laughs> is you learn from it and you yeah. get really, really, really good mm-hmm. at what you already could do. Yeah. yeah. So definitely I well, really the, and then the, re- the reality of the worst case scenario is you, you find out you're not good at it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you learn you from you it. find something else. Or it's just a harder getting yeah. good. If that makes sense. At, at what point did you, um, did you feel like you went from loving audio to loving video a lot more? Mm. Hmm. Well, it I, sounded like the love for audio was first and then well, it was yeah, first, but when, when did you transition or attached up? Yeah. Yeah. So Your wow moment. Yeah. So when I got that DSLR <laughs> camera and I started just like, uh, working with it more and, you know, learning kind of the ins and outs of, of photography and video, I just started to really enjoy the process of editing it and seeing what I could take this image from to make it look like, um, that was just super rewarding. Yeah. And then um, once I started doing music videos and started getting into a bit more like in-depth music videos where we were storyboarding them, 
that was just super cool. Cause it's like, I feel like you're making almost like movies a little bit like mm -hmm. mini movies Absolutely. at times. Yeah, yeah. And like, once I learned about like lighting and lighting techniques and how much it can affect the mood, um, of the video. And as you talked about, I love aspect ratios. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love could, that. Wide. <laughs> I could not get my head around aspect ratios for the longest time. And so I just like studied the crap out of them yeah. until I understood it. And once I understood it, it blew my mind. And I notice it all the time now in movies yeah. and TV. And you'll shows call and it out too. And I'll say, like, yeah, Noah's yeah. like my guru for, for aspect ratio. If I got an aspect ratio question, I, I definitely. Yeah. That's call. actually super interesting. He's your guru for aspect ratios. Yeah. <laughs> you really taught me what audio compression was. Mm. Like you showed me a lot with audio. Yeah, that's So awesome. you've really had, um, I guess, like, I guess you've had a pretty big impact on the <laughs> yeah. video team awesome. even after you yeah. left. That's great. So thank you for that. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious about one thing about aspect ratios then. Mm -hmm. um, how... I don't know if you like watch a lot of YouTube still, but yes, um, all the time. Cool. So it's <laughs> like, I don't watch any videos like, anymore. I hate video. I yeah. just make videos. I just make um, them. I don't consume them. You're like Johnny Depp. I don't watch any of the videos that I'm in. You know, we think about video and, you know, filmmaking and everything. Mm -hmm. We think of two, three, five by one and everything. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. But it seems like nowadays, actually, people are very much getting into this phase about nostalgia. Yeah. And as a result, yep. Instead of seeing this, getting the four by three, four by three. Now. So, yeah. so toward that, why do to you somebody, hold on before you go any further? Yeah. Remember your question to describe what Connor was just doing with his hands <laughs> for an audio only podcast. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. He was doing the bars essentially to make it look like, how bars, like a yeah. widescreen set yep. bars. And then you said four by three, right? Yeah. Four by three square. Yeah. square. Mm -hmm. So that is what he was saying. He says often for nostalgia, you're seeing people more often mm -hmm. do the square. Yep. Now, yeah, yeah. Right. So, you know, and I mean, a good example of that of that is uh, the movie mid nineties. If you've ever seen that one, it's it's the only film that Jonah Hill has ever directed. Did, did you watch um, that? Uh, I've seen parts of it, and I know how it's shot. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's very much a period piece. Okay, yeah. Um, but my question about that is, mm -hmm. you know, why do you think we often fall into that, like going back to the old thing to mm. make it new. Yeah. Right? Because I mean, that's how home movies were created and everything. Yeah. So do you think it's like centered in nostalgia? Yeah. So I think the big thing is with aspect ratios, it's just another way to add a feeling to the video. Um, at least now. And it wasn't originally like that. Like you said, like four by three, that was just what people consumed. That's yeah. all they had. And now it's like, we have all of these options. We have 16 by nine, which is like full screen mm -hmm. and then four by three, which is square. And then like 2.35 to one or 2.4 mm -hmm. to one widescreen is like the cinema standard for movies. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we have all these options now of these aspect ratios because we can put them in however we want yeah. to make people feel a specific way. Mm -hmm. So especially on TV shows, cause on TV shows, since it's a 16 by nine that you're viewing it in, you have a lot more options to, to change it up into. Um, so you can bounce around from different aspect ratios really easily on a TV show to add different character and feeling to it. Yeah. So I think that that's a big reason is now we can use these aspect ratios, <clears throat> excuse me, as like a kind of an effect. So it's like, we can bring in these widescreen bars if we want the video to seem really cinematic. And yeah. it's like, if we want it to be more nostalgic, we can, you know, make it look like a square in the four by three aspect ratio. So, and a lot of music videos are shot that yep. way too now. Mm -hmm. Like, cause some music videos, I know I saw one from a band called men. I trust love that band, by the way, if any of you listeners listen to that band, I love you. <laughs> um, they, they had a music video called sugar and the music video is basically the basis of the band, he has a motion picture camera and like the one that you put daylight, um, 
650 ASA film in it, I think. Mm. And it's the whole video is literally just behind the scenes footage that he got from the concerts that they went on their tour and everything. And I think people are really, really leaning into that these Mm -hmm. days because they just love to look. They're kind of like, why does, why does this remind me of my childhood? Well, because my parents recorded me this way, like when I was a kid and everything. Yeah. So do you think, do you think that that's going to become more and more the thing in the next few years? Or do you think we're just always going to be in this, this conflict of like going between cinematic bars and home movie look? Yeah. I mean, I think it just, I think that like I mentioned is like now that we have all these options, it just depends on the creator and the vision they're going for. Mm -hmm. So it's like you have that option to choose how you want this video to look. And, and that is just another tool to do it instead of just color grading or using an effect, you can change the aspect ratio as well, which makes Mm -hmm. it even more like nostalgic. Um, and that's like a thing that is like, once I figured out about aspect ratios, it's like most people don't realize it. It's like a subliminal thing. It's like right. they're watching it and they're like, man, this feels really nostalgic. They don't realize that because it's a square <laughs> that's making it feel nostalgic or yeah. the same thing with the bars. It's like, oh, this looks really like good, like yeah. really huh. cinematic. And like, I feel like this is a movie. Right. And it's like, yeah, it's because we made it look like a movie with the aspect ratio. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen the, uh, the little, I mean, it's not a TikTok camera, but the little $30 camera that's been kind of going around on TikTok. It's, it's just this cheap little toy. And we coincidentally bought it for Mia too, or my <laughs> sister did, but I'm, I'm seeing it like everywhere Mia's now. Mia's daughter. Mia's my daughter. Um, and she, or, uh, the, the whole popularity behind it is because it shoots in a very, very grainy, terrible, nice. like nice. terrible, uh, uh, resolution. I okay. love that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly why it's popping right now. Yeah. And I didn't realize it because when she got it, she's like, look, look what, you know, look what Ellie got me, my sister. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Have fun. And then I saw it on TikTok and then I saw the footage. They're like, look what I created with this little $30, you know, nice. TikTok camera. It looks amazing. Nice. It, awesome. it has nice. that nostalgic kind of yeah. feel to it where I'm like, I'm going to go snatch that up and make something out of it because that's cool. I try to imagine myself recreating it in it like with effects and it's too many layers, too, yeah, too much, too much going time. On. And I'm like, I'm just going to go snatch that. Yeah, and, go to the and, source. And so I definitely can see why that is definitely a nostalgia piece. Yeah. Well, people play with it too a lot. Like I remember specifically in the season two premiere of the Mandalorian episode. Yep. It was, yeah, you know what I'm talking about then. Yeah. Exactly what you're talking Written about. and directed by John Favreau himself. I love that man. Um, he is so the whole the whole Mandalorian show is shot on two by three by three yeah. five by one. They're shooting with anamorphic lenses, which is like what all of the pretty much. But the, there's a scene at the uh, very real fast. What, yeah. what like you you touched on it, but for the people who don't really know much about anamorphic lenses, why is that valuable to the Mandalorian? Yeah, yeah. So all uh, of don't the, forget where you're going. Yeah, no, I won't. Hold I your won't. thought. Uh, yeah. yeah, quick side note. So I'm. I love anamorphic lenses again because it has to do with the widescreen aspect ratio. So mm-hmm. basically anamorphic lenses um, have an oval um, sort of like optical um, sphere in them instead of like a circle, which is what most lenses have. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they did this is because back in the day uh, when TV started um, becoming more popular, more people were going to watch TV instead of going to watch movies. And so they were like we need to amp up the movies. So let's make them more wide and like have more picture and be bigger. And so to do this at the time, they got these lenses and they, they were actually projector lenses and they made them um, specifically for movie where it like squeezed the image when mm-hmm. you filmed it. And then they would, they would call it, they would de-squeeze it and it would stretch it to this wider aspect ratio, which would pick up more image. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And what they didn't realize in doing this, it adds a ton of crazy characteristics, which we associate nowadays with being very cinematic and um, like lens flares, like lens flares, like J.J. Abrams, like install a lot of the Star Wars movies. The lens Michael flares Bay. will stretch and the bokeh balls are the, also more spherical well, than yeah. yeah, yeah. So the yeah. bokehs are oval, like yeah. is like yeah. light looking mm -hmm. almost. Circular I was gonna say you, you taught. That's one thing I remember you teaching mm -hmm. me and how you can tell if what yep. you're, you're looking at is mm -hmm. is it anamorphic or anamorphic or not, mm -hmm. and it's by looking at the bokeh, which yep. for those that don't know is basically when a light in the background is out of focus it mm -hmm. turns into this blurry little circle, circle. <laughs> but, if yeah. it's, but if it's an anamorphic lens it turns into a, a cat eye yeah it's like an it. oval really yeah mm -hmm. and that's how you can tell what kind of lens it's really on. nice yeah. the, the, the depth of field in general which is like the blurry background it has this interesting distortion to it where everything kind of has like this oval look to it it looks very different i really need to look up some videos yeah yeah oh. look into them um they're extremely expensive the, like the nice like ones Grant, are um, Grant, you you bought did you do you still have the one you bought when you were at Sweetwater? Uh, or no, I had one. Yeah. How much was that when you, the one I had was for, it was specifically, yeah. The one I had for my GH five. Yeah, yeah. So I had one that was specifically for micro four thirds. Um, and it was, I think $3,500 <laughs> wow. and it was yeah. one focal length Good and Lord. that was considered affordable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, That's the part I remember you telling me. He's like, yeah, this is one of like their cheaper ones. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. It's, it was the cheapest, like 1.8 times squeeze. Right yeah. Yeah. Cause there's different like squeeze factors on how much it like squeezes the image. And that's what gives you those characteristics. Yeah. Um, I'm, you, this I'm sure is not the most favorable memory. I'm sure that you'd, you'd like me to bring up, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> I remember. Yeah. You talked talk to me about your Tesla and about these lenses and stuff like that. I was just like, man, that stuff's amazing. How do you like, how do you afford all that? You're like, I'm in a lot of debt. <laughs> You're yeah. like, I don't yeah. mind yeah. debt. I'm like, Oh, for the things we love. Also, though, yeah, yeah, for the things absolutely. You love, why I didn't go to college, so I don't have student loans. That's true. So, you yeah. get other so debt. I can yeah. put debt into stuff for my business. That's um, true. You need something smart. to complain about. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly yeah. Complain about what's life. Exactly. Yeah. So what was your question? Yeah. So to go back to, um, you were talking about Mandalorian season two premiere. Yeah. So there is a scene, at the very end basically the first episode is this town has been ransacked by these worms and everything but there's a specific like giant worm in a cave and everything and what happens is that the team i guess the men the mandalorian which is basically the whole town and everything they put together they lead the worm out of the cave that it's in but what happens is when the worm comes out of the cave the aspect ratio actually squeezes out and goes to full screen mm -hmm. and the whole battle that they have killing the worm is in like, full screen. And I'm like, Dang. why are they doing that? Like I what? I, Cause I, I, I noticed it immediately. I was like, but why are we doing that? And I realized, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Like if we kept it widescreen, then this is like going to be a complete like, dismissal of all the vfx that are happening right now like we need to see the 100%. whole worm we need to see yep. the sand we need to see the 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 sand people dying like we need to make sure that this story is being told in the best way possible yep. and you know if that means we have to sacrifice some aspect ratio if that's motivated yep. then it's just going to elevate the episode rather than take away from it was it really. just for that piece and did it go back yeah yeah, yeah. it yeah. goes back down 
And is it is most of the show like that? I don't. The know. whole show is in yeah, like okay. basically widescreen. Wide screen. Yeah. Right. But yeah, for any time there's big like uh, creature fight scenes, it yeah. will go back mm -hmm. to sixteen by nine. I yeah. now that you bring it up, I remember noticing that and not having any idea right. why. Well, that yeah, was right. a while ago. Mm -hmm. That was before I had any of this information, even yeah. any of the information that I've gotten from you back when you were at Seawater. That's so fascinating, mm -hmm. though. Yeah. yeah, for real. Well, I mean, think about it. I like when that. it gets to the when it gets to like the second or third cut, and the VFX people are doing their passes on everything. And, you know, the director says, you know, we need to keep it wide and everything. Well, I mean, of course, you're going to feel bummed because yeah. like, some of your work your isn't is even being shown. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so. it's like if they went wide enough to like show the entire worm while it was uh, still in yeah. the widescreen, it's like it would have been a little spec. Right. <laughs> exactly. So exactly. Yeah. So people can use framing to motivate exactly. the story, exactly. which Dang. goodness gracious, not yep. enough people play with it. Yeah, they really don't. I love that. And, th mm -hmm. and that's what I was saying. Like if it's on TV shows, you have a lot of flexibility because in the movie yep. theaters, you don't have as much flexibility because the actual screen there is yeah. a widescreen. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like if you try and go to 16 by 9 it's like now you've got black bars on the side of the right of the I'm gonna pay screen. attention to that with every movie I watch yeah now. I notice it every yeah. time and I point it out and my yeah. wife's like I don't care. Well, have yeah. you, yeah. Have you, Hey, this is 16 by nine right now. And that's why you see the black bars. Like, nope. Shut up. Stop pausing the movie. Let me watch Winnie the Pooh. Well, have you guys 100%. seen, um, have you guys seen the new Lightyear movie? I, I, have, I have. Yeah. Okay. So then Wait, they who added, has, who has it? they, I haven't. They, okay. So they just made you. It, they made it seem like it was filmed with an anamorphic lens and it's animation. Yeah. Is like, that frustrating or good? It's incredible. I love it's it. Great. It's There's great. There's like flares and like the depth of field and like the bug is cat eye and everything. Mm -hmm. I, I think that might it. be okay. that might so be a natural cool. progression yeah. of how to make animation more cinematic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because you can get more and more realistic. Yeah. But too realistic just looks uncanny. And for the right. people who don't yeah. know, uncanny valleys, when something looks so realistic, your brain just feels like something's off because it's not realistic enough to be realistic. <laughs> Polar Express or Beowulf. Did you guys ever watch that terrible movie? <laughs> no, oh, that it's that's so old. bad. Isn't that old? It's old, yeah. yeah. Wait, well, is it, that, like the remake. It came out in like 2005 or something. Is that an animated movie? Well, so it's like a live action movie, but like a lot of the characters are CGI. And so oh. it looks really weird. I can th I can imagine the cover right now. So I yeah, think I know what you're talking about. And so when things are in Uncanny Valley, that is like that would be a problem with animation is that's yeah. why you don't want to watch some animated things because it, it feels weird. Yeah. And so you don't want to make like Pixar has got the technology, I think, to make the animation look like hyper realistic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you go down that route, it's it's not going to feel good. So I think yeah. that maybe anamorphic um, lensifying and I'm making it <laughs> I, yeah I would say helps. I would say just adding like real life lens characteristics into an animation movie just adds that much more depth to it yeah, yeah. it helps it feel real in a good way yeah that's yes right. well and you know Pixar builds their computers to do movies yeah like they like they I guarantee you they build a whole motherboard to make the lighter movie than they did to make the Coco movie <laughs> like they have that much money yeah. oh my goodness Steve Jobs is just Throwing money up from his grave. <laughs> so, I, I'm really curious out of all the stuff that you've learned out of where you are in life, out of everything that got you to where you are. Um, I, I want to dive really quickly, specifically into what are the things that specifically, whether it be projects you've made or things you've done extra outside of Sweetwater, what has directly, directly impacted you getting this current media uh, director, that's the term, right? Media director is your title. What directly got you this media director job? 
to try to help people have a mindset of the things to focus on, the things to look for, the things to yeah. do to help them get into yeah. the industry. Well, because well, technically you were already in the industry at Sweetwater, but that process for you mm-hmm. was genuinely working your way up. You didn't get hired in as a videographer. Correct. You yeah, literally yeah. got your foot into you got the hired in the DC, right? The distribution yep. center. Yep. Yeah. So you got your foot in the door for yep. Sweetwater, the, mm-hmm. the name, but then slowly made your way over to yep. Become so a what, videographer. Yeah. Which like, as I was there became my passion more. Yeah. 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 So yeah. then good question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dude, good question. Good, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> enough. That's fine. Yeah, so the way that I got hired uh, at my current job is really interesting um, because my wife actually worked for them before me a couple years before, or actually probably five years before I got started there. I heard that cough, Fernando. <laughs> I tried. Um, <laughs> but so she was, uh, she was a soul medic, which is like an online chat, uh, center basically where um she chats with people who are just lonely struggling uh-huh. um and it's yeah 24 7 it's a fort uh, wayne thing it's an in- fort wayne indiana thing right yeah so the people that are soul medics they're uh, they live in fort wayne they're here um but they work remotely um it's just on computers but it's nationwide um so anybody oh. in the united states can can chat in at any time of the day anytime for the whole year basically um, and then they can talk about whatever. It's just, if they're alone, lonely, they can talk to someone. Um, it's super great. You know, I know just, people have just asked for prayer. Or yeah. Some like people that, yeah. will ask for prayer. Some people will just be like, you know, suicidal and just need help to get talked. And that's to. what you guys help with. Yeah. Those yeah. people, those soul, yeah, exactly. soul medics. Yeah. Yeah. Like? The soul medics. So my wife did that for a couple of years. Um, and then when we got married, she stopped doing it, but randomly, um, the owner of the company that I work out worked at, uh, reached out to her about a year ago and was like, Hey, uh, one of the clients that you worked with, um, got a hold of us. And, uh, she said that, um, her code, my wife's code name was like Asher cause they had code names. So they didn't know <laughs> exactly who they were dealing with just for, um, mm-hmm. you know, like anonymity. Um, but he was like, she reached out to us and she is now a, uh, a paramedic and she's saving people's lives. And wow. she said that you saved her life. Um, whenever wow. she was like Dang. down basically, uh, five years ago. Good and Lord. so he's like, we are flying her up from Florida to like document her story. And wow. we would love for you to come in and meet her in person and surprise her. Ooh, and so wow. they captured the whole, and this is five years after my wife did this job. Yeah, like it's been deep. a while. Yeah. And so she was like, sure. And so she like came on and they captured it all on video and it was awesome. And my wife got to know her and they actually still chat now, like as nice. friends, um, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a thing I need to I tell can, you. I, I can send you the link to it. If you no, want to watch I have, the video, um, but. Oh, absolutely. You should. Yeah. Yes. I'm getting chills right now because I have a, a connection that I need to tell, tell you about after the podcast. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, sounds good. Continue on. But yeah. yeah. So after that, then, um, the head of the company I work at now was like, Hey, so talking to my wife, he was like, Hey, so I've seen your videos on, on your Facebook and your YouTube channel. Cause my wife sings. And so she's kind mm-hmm. of like, I, oh I my use a lot, gosh, I, I, talent I, couple. Yeah. So I test a lot of my recording and video with her and we do like covers and stuff. They, they made a music video recently. If you, Oh, I need to watch that. Yeah, yeah. You'll have to check out our our YouTube stuff. He almost died to an aperture light. <laughs> what? That is a worthy sacrifice. Yes, it's what? Worthy. It's worth dying. I don't even remember that. You, you had the. You said you had the the um the way you were hanging the oh the that, aperture. Oh yeah, that whatever. was the metal cover that I did. Yeah, and I had oh, that. So I had like, like a, that crane arm. Or yeah, 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 yeah. The uh, menace arm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. got. At least it was a six hundred, not a three hundred. The thing yeah, that people it, it do was, to make an aperture go oh, over your head it's less special. Yeah, yeah. Dear Lord, like no people try to do that. So they're like, I will do anything to make sure that this looks like the studio. Yeah. For the record. 
weird. An app uh, aperture is a very well known and very reliable lighting brand. Mm-hmm. So when we say an aperture, we're referring to one of their lights. Yeah, yeah. Usually set up mm-hmm. on a C stand or some sort of other device to hold it up. Yeah, a mini crane help you keep your aperture. Mini crane in my situation here, it worked. It looked awesome. Um, but anyways, yeah. So after that, he was like, "I've seen your videos," um, and he's like, "Does your husband make those?" And uh, um, she's like, "Yeah, yeah. My husband does all the videos." And he's like, "Well, what does he do?" And he's like, "She's like, well, he works at." Sweetwater on the video team and uh it's like his dream job and uh she was like uh so I don't know if he'd be like because he, yeah. he was like would he be willing to like talk to me about a job wow and she was like well this is his dream job he's wanted so I don't know if he would or if not he'd be willing yeah and my my now boss was like well it's like I know Chuck and Chuck is a good friend of ours so he's like I'll I'll talk to him <laughs> oh my gosh I know Chuck <laughs> but Chuck is actually a big sponsor of ours so uh like we have our event that we're doing um Texter Active uh, is actually at the Clyde Theater. Really? Yeah, and Chuck, Chuck donated it to us. So and mm. Chuck is the uh, I'm former. So obvious to us, but he's the ex CEO of Sweetwater. Yeah, yeah. He's a chair now. He's the founder. Yeah, yeah. he's the founder. Yep, yeah. He's, he's, he's a real G. He's, he's done a lot for this town. So yeah. a lot of people here know him, and mm-hmm. he's done a lot for us. He's so. out there pimping it, <laughs> doing his thing. <laughs> doing his thing. <laughs> so that's interesting. That's incre- that's incredibly fascinating. Yeah. So then, so that was kind of history there, and so I I just I was really. Once I met with the guy that owns the company, his name's Clinton, um, owns Remedy. Once I met with him and he kind of just like told me what they were all about and what I would be doing. I was just like, yeah, I think this is a good What's next his step name? for me. Remedy. His name's Clinton, oh, Clinton and it's called Remedy Live. Shout yeah. out to Clinton. Yeah. yeah Clinton. <laughs> Clinton, or Clinton. Yeah. Okay. Clinton. Yeah. So yeah. then to wrap it all up, mm-hmm. to bring it together, what would you say to people trying to get into the industry or who are, who maybe worked as hard as you did to be able to break into the industry and then want to hit the next level or go up. What would you say to those people trying to break that barrier, get into there, break the next barrier? Mm-hmm. Do you have anything specific that you'd say you did? That you want to shine light on anything small. It can be as small as keep improving it can be as yeah. big or as even being in the position that you're in like what would you even be looking for if you were to you know? yeah maybe like if you were if you theoretically were looking to bring something on the mm-hmm. team yeah what are the attributes you would recommend people have yeah to be able to be recognized yeah i would say um to just continue uh trying to learn um because we're always learning in this field there's always new technological advances that are happening like this industry is growing really fast mm-hmm. and like cameras are becoming a lot more like cameras that like would not have been accessible years ago are now a lot more accessible and super um high tech like you yeah. got tons of frame rates now and tons of uh you can get 6k cameras for much cheaper than many 4k cameras yeah mm-hmm. i know it's it's insane. insane so like i would just say continue to keep learning and pressing in about that stuff because like being on top of what is relevant with the technology is a big thing and a lot of um employers are looking for that knowledge of people being up to date on that stuff and then continue to just to to practice and try things and fail yeah. like it's okay don't if be you afraid fail. to fail yeah don't be afraid to fail but once you do fail learn from that so that you don't fail again mm-hmm. so that's the big thing um and then did you ask like what i would personally try to do next no what would you look for what if, I look if for? you were to bring somebody else on your team oh yeah theoretically if you were hiring yeah. what are the things you'd look for in a yeah. new employee to work with video with yeah and that's funny you asked because i actually had some interns over this summer at uh where i work at remedy and so that was interesting having interns and training them it made me realize like how much goes into this like field. Cause I was telling them yeah. like you have to all walk about through, you have to walk them through and yeah. there's things where you didn't realize you exactly. were going to have to explain. Yeah. Like, yeah. Tell them, like 
telling them about like the 180 degree shutter rule and like um just like audio in general i was just like wow this is all going over their head i'm so sorry yeah. <laughs> mm. um but yeah if i could like look Low key, for that's how i felt when you were describing the audio rack the first time to me you're like xlr goes in here i'm like what cable's that yeah. <laughs> or when, and when fernando showed up the first day and didn't know how to wind cables oh, i'll dude, never yeah. forget that oh, every time over under nick was there right yeah, yeah I, every time i see nick i'm like i wonder if he remembers it i don't know how to i tell that, a story I, didn't to how to dude, I, I think about that a lot how there was like a the first week that i was also in the studio helping out yeah. i remember and Nick coming out from the back with the cable, holding it, confused, looking at it, and just saying, "We gotta teach yeah. somebody how yeah, to do yes. over under." I uh, uh, Noah had told me that I guess there were some places that would like straight up fire you if yeah. you don't know how to rep. Yeah, people. yeah. I had, <laughs> wow. a, I had one of my bandmates interned at a studio, and uh, they were like, "Yeah, like they'll fire somebody if they don't yeah. know how to roll cable." And, yeah. Ever wow. since that day, though, like to this day, sometimes when I rap cable, I'm like, "Noah approve this, or is this okay?" <laughs> <laughs> and if it wow. looks bad, I'm like, "Nah, I gotta redo it." Love that. Yeah, <laughs> Noah approved rap cable. So then for you, it's definitely attitude over talent. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's a big portion of it. Yeah. I mean, I do want somebody to be um, competent enough. Um, but basically the big thing is you need to be willing to learn and to retain the knowledge that I huh. teach you. Um, because like if you aren't willing to learn or if you're set in your ways, then I can't, I can't grow you into a better uh, no. person. Yeah. And you, so it's you just need, a waste of time at that point. You need to have the feeling of wanting to be helped. Because, exactly. Yeah. It, Cause if you feel like you can't be taken under someone's wing, especially in this industry, yeah. then you're, <laughs> you're not going to be on a lot of stuff. I know. Like, I know. And that's how we all learn. Like, I mean, I, the same, I'm the same way. I still ask questions. Like if I don't know something, I'm going to ask a question. Like I'm not ashamed to ask a question. Like yeah. that's going to help you get better and yeah, do the job. Should, right. God, I can't believe I remember this. I was at, uh, I don't know if you ever heard about it, but we had, DJ Jazzy Jeff at um, Sweetwater doing a live DJ session with everybody. It was incredible. Oh, he's so he's so much fun. And there was a Q&A afterwards and he was talking about this exact thing. And he told us, you know, he said, I can't imagine myself not being a student. Mm. When I accept that I have learned everything, it stops. I want to be a student until I die. Wow. Mm. And you know, that, that speaks miles, I think, yeah. because in the long run, a lot of people's main goal is to be the teacher and everything. Yeah. People want to be the one who is the head of everything. But I don't even think people realize that the people who are in those positions were once a student themselves yeah. and they don't necessarily want this either. Like yeah. they didn't want responsibility, but they have it anyways. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that can be, a, that can be a tough line to, to cross on. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, my favorite yeah. line, were you about to say something too? I was just going to say, that's my thing is like, I'd rather be a phenomenal follower than <laughs> a, a good leader. And because I think a great leader is a better follower. And mm. I would just rather be someone who really like is like you can depend on and, and can count on to follow you. So yeah, yeah. that's great. I, my, favorite line that I've, I think I've uh, ever felt was if I'm stagnating, I'm falling behind. If yeah. I'm not making progress, yeah. I'm falling behind. But if I'm just stagnating, I'm falling behind everybody else who yeah. is still continuing to make progress. Yep. Right. Big yeah. words from a big man. <laughs> Do you see yourself as a leader? <laughs> yeah, I'm clearly a big man when I'm half the size, half the physical height of Noah. Noah's tall. What are you, 6'6 six, six or 6'7? Six, 6'4. Six, okay, six, four. never mind. Do you know I got one good question for all the camera folks out there? Okay. What's your go to? What's my go-to camera? Yeah. What's like your favorite? Ooh. What's like, what do, you, or what do you think is the best? Don't okay. say black magic, please. Uh, okay. Me, that's my favorite. Get out of here. 
I asked Blake some questions about the black magic when I first got it. Um, so I had, a, I have, I still have it, but I'm selling it. I have a black magic, uh, pocket six K pro right now. Um, <laughs> which is, was like my first step into getting like an actual s dedicated cinema camera. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, and for the price, like you can't beat them right now. They're, they're literally like great. the cheapest 6k camera that yeah. you can get right now. And yeah. like the Even pro if you don't use it for 6k. Yeah, exactly. And the pro having built in NDs is like Amazing. so handy. Oh, so yeah. the pro has built in. NDs. Yeah, that's yeah. That yeah. was like the different, and it has a tilting screen, which is incredible because the mm -hmm. other ones have a fixed screen, which is like so unusable. Yeah. <laughs> and you can use EF lenses, right? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep. Yep. Wow. And you can record externally to SSDs so you get <sighs> one terabyte or like a terabyte of space. Wow. Yeah, so, we, we finally got a messy water. We got like V mounts and everything. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, nice. Yeah, you have to have, you have, you have those to batteries have. suck. The that's batteries. Like one downfall. Yeah, you have to rig them up with batteries are like fucking pebbles. I yeah, swear. they're like, terrible. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have V mounts in them. Um but anyway, so I recently switched over to the red Komodo and mm. I love it yeah. so much. Just a red camera. I, uh, <laughs> how, mu how much? Is, uh, these are expensive. I took a personal loan out for this camera. Sure, sure. And uh, it is a lot. So Can we get a number. Uh, I've uh, only seen one in real life. What a life rude recently. question. I'm, dude, I don't care. I'm. Don't, I know these are this very. This is a expensive. filmmaker podcast. <laughs> yeah. If there's anywhere to ask it publicly, it's I here. Could, yeah, I could yeah, Google no. search. No, yeah, no, you're but. good. I mean, like, so I got it used, which saved me quite a bit, actually. I um, yeah. I and they're hard to find, like, still, like, they're hard to get a hold of. They're they're sold out, like, on B and H all the time. Yeah. Um, although Red has them in stock on their website, I found out afterwards. Oh, wow. so you can get them directly from Red, but um, yeah. So they start at the body, the brain itself, which Correct. is just like, you know, the gist nothing, of it. No handle, mm -hmm. no nothing. Yeah, no nothing. But yeah. the, luckily the Komodo has a little bit more built into it than some yeah. of the other red models. Like this one actually has like a touch LCD screen on oh, it. And okay. then this one actually has like your in and out ports. Cause some of them you actually had to buy yes. the in and out Nuts. ports to like use it at all. Really? And they Goodness charged gracious. like another two grand for the in and out. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. And the media was like a grand for the other ones. So wow. they've oh changed a little bit now. Yeah. So yeah, red is like the app of cameras it really, <laughs> it really is it really is Dang. um but the komodo is great because it's actually really small and it's got pretty much everything you need right from it but it starts at six grand for just the brain um and you have to still get media and then usually like a handle or something and then another monitor so you can use it so i don't know i've seen a few reds and i saw one uh, uh, when we went to breed love there they use a red camera as yeah well. what, co what color is yours uh mine is black yeah oh, so the mm. white ones are like we're a little bit more limited they're called the stormtrooper edition which uh, i love yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. um, but Dang. yeah, they're so, great. So I, my personal loan I took out was nine grand for it, and so, uh, wow. and I used all of it. Well, um, worth it though. Yeah, it's been it is. I've used it almost every day since I've gotten it. Um, nice. I've been taking nice. it, and I think we're switching. We're getting or not switching, but we're getting two Komodos. I think at where I work as no. well. Wow. So I got to spec them out. Hell. Which is really excited. Ooh. So um, the That's down exciting. the downfall with it was like I had to like get a whole new monitor and everything for it because yeah. the Komodos use SDI instead of HDMI, yeah. which I didn't have an SDI monitor. So uh, mm -hmm. that was why I spent a little bit more on yeah. it, even getting a used one. But it looks so good. Like anything that I put in front of that looks cinematic. Like <laughs> I don't even have to do hardly any color grading. Like I just slap on the conversion LUT and it's like cinematic dang Good. that's what a lot of companies do these days they get a red and then they just get one aperture light and they just have yeah. a key on somebody and it looks good yeah like, they're, they're really now. good and like the dynamic range on it is so nice like mm -hmm. i can i can like film with like you know an open window behind somebody and not really worry about like it being blown out because it's, it's 13 stops right or i think it's 16 or 17 so, oh, wow Ooh. okay i didn't know that i think Dear so Lord. Yeah. it's really high on the like <laughs> yeah a lot real. like the red cameras are known for having like a really good dynamic range yeah, mm -hmm. yeah i could talk about cameras all day
I would actually love to go into more, but yeah. that said, thank you, Noah. Yeah, thank for you for here. being here. Yeah, thank absolutely. You for real. Us all this information, I think this has been incredibly useful and Good. valuable. Yeah, you came I hope in I just started running. I hope I didn't ramble exactly. too much. No, no, no not at all. <laughs> not at all. Exactly in fact, what we you need. probably um, gave us more. Uh, we, we yeah, yeah, our guests are great. <laughs> Careful what you say, Blake. <laughs> no, I we, think that we covered just, a lot of great. We've stuff. had a lot of fun with with a lot of our guests, but with you, we definitely went straight into the knowledge, which is yeah, into the yeah. Yeah, we're not awesome. doing seasoning here. We're going straight for the meat. Yeah, straight for the meat. <laughs> All right. So thank you very much. Thank you. It'd be it delightful fun. to have you on again sometime. It's Absolutely. great to see you. Me and Fernando haven't been able to see you in like what it, half a year yeah, or longer. It's been a while. It's yeah. been a minute. Yeah. Connor's never been able to see you, so congratulations, Connor. I've seen him twice we, now. We met once. Yeah, Connor's once. never been able yeah. to work with you, so <laughs> this is true. Connor will be able to do a project with you. <laughs> see how I turn that around. All right. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so I think that you know. This is a good time We're to ready. say, this is life. Marker. Marker. That works. I do it's want to do so one with clapping. Quiet. Oh, so my quiet. gosh. All right. You can join <laughs> in too, Noah. All right. This is life. Marker. Marker. That's all right. That's all right. All right. We're doing it again. I can cut okay. it. All right. Because, you know, after all, this is life. Marker. Marker. That's better. Yeah. Better? Bet. Third try for the charm? All right, for the charm. That was the third try. That was the third try. No, we're with our hands. Oh, oh. Should I wanted to. Should we all clap with our hammer toes? <laughs> do that. I'm gonna whip one out. I'm gonna show you. Oh my god. <laughs> because this is life. 